0: that's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
1: Yo, next round is about to start. You ready?
2: Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real?
1: this,
3: Sean Merriman, a one-hand back, boom, 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 out
1: go the lights. This is Lights Out with Sean Merriman. What's up, guys? We're back again with another Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman, and uh, today is cool for me because it's a little bit of a blast from my past and my current too, because it's still someone who I uh, who's a brother to me, and I look at his family. Uh, went to University of Maryland with me. Played linebacker. Uh, one of the best linebackers to play there and came through there and had a long, great 11-year career. Uh, talking about DeQuell Jackson, man. Um, we give some great stories because we both came in as freshmen. He coming up from Florida. Um, he had an opportunity to go to a lot of schools as I did. Uh, but one of the things we get into, he was uh he wasn't offered by Florida State. You know, he's talking about one of the best linebackers to come out of the state of Florida and wasn't offered. Um and then we talk about a little bit of, of uh of our college uh, uh college time at the University of Maryland and some some really funny stories and uh just all around great dude, one of the smartest linebackers uh I got a chance to play with in my in my lifetime of playing sports since I was eleven years old. So here we go, man. This one's gonna be good, quote Jackson. But uh what, what's going on, man? Everything good? Yeah, every everything is
4: good, man. Just uh you know trying to settle down with the, the pandemic and, and do the family thing and we just got back for the holidays from uh skiing and i call myself being a little snowboarder snowboarder now you see that snowboard back there but yeah things have been good man i you know what i've been very blessed and you know making the best out of this pandemic situation
1: you, you know what's crazy so I, I didn't snowboard um i snowboarded one time when i was playing you know during during the career and i always had this thing in the back of my head like to not snowboard because you can get hurt right right so i I had no idea you can get like a serious injury or none of that snowboarding until somebody told me i just had my knee surgery in, uh i think it was 08 so in 09 i was out there and i had a brace on and somebody told me said yo listen you can you can really get hurt like people to their acls and stuff
4: yeah it's no joke the first time the first time i tried snowboarding was about three years ago and bro it was an epic fail I bruised my tailbone. I couldn't sit down for a, a month and a half. It was awful, but it's definitely something that, you know, it, it's challenging, but once you figure it out, it's
1: fun, man. Very fun. Yeah, no. And so you, you said during the pandemic, right? So you're, you you back at the, you're back at home in uh, in DC. Right. And you know, it's it's kind of. I was just back there with the family too. Like probably about two, you know, but you know, two months. Ago, I had to go back and see my grandmother. She was gonna whip me if I came in town. Oh yeah, you gotta see and, grandma. Uh, you gotta see grandma. <laughs> yeah. So I, I came back there and um, I, I wanted to go by and see and see locks and see everybody. But I think at the time they were you know kind of shut down at the school too. So for those of you guys that don't and I, and I want to go take it all the way back, man. We we came in to the University of Maryland and. I, look, and I'm gonna throw it out there. Go I, ahead, I, I go told ahead, Vito go right and, but I'm gonna say it. Go right so our first day, what happened was at the University of Maryland, we ended up going there. Mm-hmm. Uh DeQuell was supposed to be my roommate. <laughs> and DeQuell didn't want to roommate with me because he was like, he wasn't gonna get nothing done and get a Because no, oh, no. I, oh, no. I, oh, no. I was I was out. Yeah, I, was, I, out. I, I was I was out. I was out. Yeah and I was you know I'm from I'm from the city and I grew up 20 minutes from the campus so I'm I'm off campus and I'm in DC I'm in the clubs I'm in this I'm in that I'm I'm always moving around. Yeah yeah. So The quail told me he was like man I got to get up. So The Quell actually I think went to the coaches like man I'm not staying in the room with him.
4: I, I, I could not I I I could I couldn't. There's no indictment on you. It was like listen this, let me let me lay it out for you. So here I am this 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 this, this quiet you know Confident, only in football type of kid from a small town. Don't really, I'm I'm very orderly. I do what everyone says I should do. And here I am, lights out. This guy, the first time we had a chance to speak in front of the whole team as freshmen, he tells everybody he's going to be a top 15 pick. I'm like, who is this dude, man? (laughs) Who is this guy? Lo and behold, it was the truth. But back to that point, well, here's the thing. I was like, man, you, what you had is what I wanted. I was like, man, this guy had confidence. He he was he, he, he knew what he wanted. He would tell the coaches what he would and would not do. You knew your ability before they they even had a clue. So, but I knew I couldn't get anything done if I was going to be roommates. I was going to do exactly what you would do because I wanted to be the cool kid, man. I wanted to follow everything you wanted to do. And I knew I just, that wasn't my lane. That wasn't my lane at the time, but no indictment on you. Uh that
0: was
1: a that was a smart decision that you
0: made. Hey, listen, <laughs>
4: listen, hey listen, there's a few decisions I, in my life that I was like, you, you can either go the this way or the right way. And that was one of them. <laughs> that was one of
1: them. You might you might got hey, yeah. a
4: hundred grand, but I was like, I couldn't
1: do it at that point. And, and, and you know what? Because you know, I'm from the city, right? I grew up. Uh, twenty minutes from the campus, so I, I'm used to the fast pace. I was already in, you know, D.C. Yeah, and I was yeah, al- you sure. know, so I was kind of so. Now that was that was good, man. But
4: I, yeah, for me that pace, yeah. was I was homesick. That was I was not used to the. That's what lured me to go to uh, University of Maryland because it was a different pace. It was, you know, everything was moving a hundred miles an hour. And if you can survive in this area, man, you can manage anywhere else, close to New yeah. York or what have you. And you had it all.
1: You were a grown man before. A lot of us, man. You were on a different level. So you, you know it's crazy because you were one of the best best players coming out of Florida. And I remember, and I, I don't know if it was during that Florida State game that we played, where they talked about your story and, that, and Florida State not offering you right. or something at the time, right? Yep. Because that, exactly you know right. no, normally your best players aren't supposed to leave Mm-mm-mm. the state. So I took a lot of flack for that because where I grew up, well, let me go back a little bit. My high school. If
4: you graduated high school. Um, from the particular high school that I graduated from, you were either going to the University of Florida or Florida State. And so for me, playing football, that was like the pinnacle to say, hey, man, Florida State offered me, and I'm going there to play football. So that, in my mind, I was only good enough if Florida State offered me. And when they didn't offer me, and you know Maryland was there, NC State was there, LSU was there, I, trust me, I had enough places to go to, to, to play ball, to feel comfortable. Yep. In my mind, Florida State was the was the pinnacle. But when I left, when I decided to go to Maryland, first of all, I went to football school. It was on the hills, as you know, of the Orange Bowl, Fregion's first yep. year. Um, so I wanted to go to a place where it was up and coming so I can be part of that legacy. I just didn't want to be a, a fly on the wall, sort of say. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was definitely one of those, you know, you mark the calendar type games because they looked over me. And I always took, always kept that with me, whether I played Florida State or or Northern Illinois or what have
1: you. And and that's and so to that, so you you walk in, and I'll never forget, you know, our uh, freshman orientation that we had, yeah. And we were stacked, like they, you I know, was it was stacked. Yeah, it, we would had we had so much, we had so many guys to come in, and they already, I mean, they went to the Orange Bowl. They got they got blown out by, I think, it was Florida, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Florida the, the year Florida before. Sophomore. But. People don't understand, and even when I talk about Maryland now and our defense and the people that played oh there, the, the, we we had probably top five or top ten defense in a no, nation, but we was never talked about right. like that. Right. And so right. you when know, I go down the lines of all the guys that we played with, uh, that end up going pro, and you got you know you, uh, me, Dominique Foxworth, Randy Starks, yep. Kershaw, EJ, yep, EJ Henderson. Dick. Leon Joe Joe uh, played, Caron Cox. Cox. Yeah, we had Josh Wilson.
4: Yeah, Josh Wilson. There's a laundry list of guys, and uh, that defense. We were the first. We were the cream of the crop. Like you knew that, right? Like we were the first. um, um, The first way. The next recruiting class after they had that success. So they they got like the best of the best, and we started the winning tradition in Maryland. Again, I don't take anything away from the guys that were there before, but Fregion found a way to, to, to maximize those guys' potential. But we were the first, you know, recruiting class to put Maryland on the map. And like you mentioned, there was a ton of guys, not only to play in the league, but have careers in the league. Listen, you were when, – when, when you were at the height of your career, you were up for MVP, MVP of the league. Yeah. And you had a, a school with Maryland, which our last two years only won five games. You, right. Yet we have seven, eight, nine guys go off and play and have a career in the National Football League. So I always say, listen, if we had a quarterback situation that was much better, we would right. then compete with the best of the best. No doubt about
1: it. A hundred percent. And and it's and it's funny. So I end up, you know, I end up we came in together, but I left early. I like I knew you say it before, like I knew that I wasn't gonna be there long. I just had this thing and and I was probably a little cocky a little ass, you know, back then, but it was more like um to me, and I look at it now, and it was it was like ma- manifesting that that's yeah. what I was going to be. I yeah. had that in my head, yeah. But I'll never forget I came up the first car that I bought. Remember that when I came yeah. back to campus, yeah. yeah. And the, the, so the, the, uh, I bought a G five hundred. Yes, yes. The the G five hundred. I just got. You know, I, I declared. I knew I was coming out of school, and I remember driving the the G five hundred back up on campus, and I, and you and Will. And everybody was there, man. And it was cool for me because I knew I knew y'all were coming. Right. I knew y'all were coming right after. And I was like, man, this is dope, man. Everybody, my boys I played with, and I'm driving back up on campus with a brand new G500. You have no idea the impression you left on all of us, man. When you told us you was coming, uh,
4: uh, driving around, man, the, the, just this, like the fact that I didn't know anybody. Being from Florida, small town, this, that, and the other, I didn't know anybody that I was close with that was... Doing it the right way, and living like I wanted to live. You were that when you picked me up and let me sit in that passenger seat. I'm like, man, this dude made it, man. Like he got it. But uh, man, that was that was just a that was a good time, man. That was that was when things were were were, were pure, and and we worked hard. We worked hard at Maryland.
1: We worked man, harder than most
4: people, man. That, I, we I, don't I, get that, I care tell, for
1: that. I tell people all the time. So the reason why I I started off like I did in NFL is because. Yo, we practices for us at Maryland, mm-hmm. you know, because you had Vernon on offense, uh, you know, at tight end, and you had Stefan higher, you had left tackle. Yeah, so Bruce you Perry Josh, running back, Bruce know. Perry, and then Josh Allen Josh right after you know, Josh right after that. So we our practice uh with CJ Brooks on offensive line and all these guys, our practices were to me were harder sometimes in the games because we would clash, we would do full go, we were hitting. We yes. were, you know, just all the time. And so when I got to the NFL, I, I remember our, our defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips, at the time. Wade Phillips was like, hey, by the way, go make a play. And I was like, hold on, what? Right, Because right. I, I remember I played in a system where everything you did had to be fitting in the system, and our practices was hard as hell. So when I got to the NFL, it was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I you know, I had that similar experience because on the physical standpoint, physical
4: side of things, I was, I was groomed and I was ready. It was yeah. to go make a play. It's like, wait a minute. They're coaching me not to play like a robot. Go make the play. You're paid now to go make a play. So that really – I had to really retool my way of thinking and playing the game, which I wanted to do in college, but I really didn't know how to toe that line. But somehow yeah. you, you figured it out. I remember – I remember uh, – what was it? Coach Simo. Simo. Yeah. I mean, they would go, they, you would drive them crazy, bro, <laughs> Jumping out of gaps, going to make plays and shit. I love it because yeah. I played similar. I was like, if you go make a play, that's going to mess up the math. So now I can free ball and I can get in on the, on the play. So, yeah. you know, it's funny what you learn in a year or two in the league as opposed to being in college and being coached a specific way. And once you realize you're getting paid for something, it's about
2: production, period.
1: A hundred percent, and so so you you get drafted. Um, you second it was second round, mm-hmm. and you get drafted by Cleveland. So it, when you sitting back watching them now, like Cleveland, and so when y'all are there, I think it was oh either oh six oh 07. seven. Y'all had a, had had a pretty good year, 07, right? 07. Yeah. O, 07. Yeah. and um, I always I, that was my biggest fear, man. Getting drafted by somebody that wasn't gonna play well overall because right. it's like you can you can be out there killing. I mean, you were leading. Leading the league in tack, I was remember looking up and I was like, God damn, I was t- walking everybody, telling everybody in the locker room, I said, yo, look at Quail. Look at this, crazy. Yeah. So the numbers were off the chart and crazy. But because you know you're in Cleveland and it's not winning a lot of games, do you look at the Browns now and the winning how how that team would have been if y'all got that same exposure?
4: You know what? Yeah, I do. Cause later in my career when I was released from the Browns after eight years, I go to the Colts and it was, you know, every time you walk around a building, there's banners of this you know, conference championship, this Super Bowl, there's memorabilia that subconsciously have you thinking like, you know what, I need to prepare to win here. They, they only do any, one thing, they win here. So, absolutely, and the success I had, I made the Pro Bowl the first year there, and it was because of, my play didn't change, it was, we had more exposure, we were playing more meaningful games, and we were winning meaningful games, and you know how it goes. If you're, on a, if you're a, a, a better player, a great player, a good player, on a really good team, you do going to get the notoriety. So I do think about that. And there was a lot of guys, you know, Joe Hayden, TJ Ward, you know, uh, uh, there's a, a slew of guys. Yeah, who,
1: who, who was a beast in your opinion that people, like uh, most Rogers, of the- Sean Rogers. Sean Rogers.
4: Sean Rogers, the
1: D tackle,
4: the most yep. athletic guy I've ever been around. I played I hoop with him one day. This guy was 330 pounds, could do a 360 windmill dunk. You know what I'm saying? And he was freakish. He played maybe 14, 15 years, but he, he went from Detroit to Cleveland. Yep. And he's one of those guys that if he was with New England or one of these winning teams, he would have been a household name if not shoe-in Hall of Famer. So, you know, you play that game here and there. But, you know, Cleveland, I, 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 I love what they're doing now. I think they figured out what Baker Mayfield, what his, what his strengths are. Uh, they run the football. They set up the pass through running the football. They play great defense, and you know what? They got a bunch of first round draft
1: picks, a bunch of young guys who were just scratching the surface and just learning how to win. What was what was the two differences between the organizations? Like mm. I, you know, for me when I from leaving the Chargers, and it, the, the the difference was is that we won a lot of games, right? Right. And so people came to the. We, we were just hot. We had LT and Phillip Rivers, so people came to the game to see stars, and we were kicking everybody's ass, right. But when I went to Buffalo, they wasn't, you know, when I first got there, they wasn't winning. They were like 0 and 6, 0 and 7. But That's tough. you still had 65,000 or however many people at the games, mm-hmm. t- 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 12 degrees outside and no shirts. They were still going crazy. And then the city was like showing you crazy love. Like you felt like a second yeah. or third cousin in right. Buffalo. It was right. just a different atmosphere. What was the difference like when you left Cleveland in the Indy? Cleveland, hands down, no offense to the, the Colts fans, but Cleveland, hands
4: down, has the best fan base ever. There was no reason for the, that fan base to be optimistic about the upcoming year because there was nothing to look forward to. Hell, they hadn't made the playoffs in 18 years. So what I can tell you about that experience, every opening day, every, the eight games that we would play, it was sold out for probably the first two quarters. When they realized we were getting our ass kicked, they would start to boo and leave and all that, but they always showed up, man. They were, they were passionate, hardworking people, and they deserve a winner. Now you go to the Colts where it's a given that you're winning, right? It's like you're walking into a situation that's foreign. And this is the one thing. This is when I really realized I was with a different organization. Chuck Pagano, that's my guy. He was my head coach yep. at the time. I, I played I played for his brother,
1: John yeah, Pagano, yeah. my cool, linebacker coach.
4: Cool as a fan. That's my guy. He approaches me one week. This is probably like the maybe fifth, sixth week of the season. I'm playing well. He was like, hey, this is what I want you to do. We were wearing trackers at the time. They would track us how the distance that we would run and the velocity, the speed, and all that good stuff. He was like, listen, on Wednesdays, I want you to take a day off. I was like, what? Me being me, I don't know any better. I'm from Cleveland. I didn't get day I'm like, no, I ain't taking no day off. Bro, it took them three weeks for them to force me not to practice. And when I started doing that, they gave me two days off. Wednesdays and Fridays were my days off. Well, I'm sorry. Wednesday and, Wednesday and Fridays were my days off. And it was just like, bro, I was rolling. And I understood the benefit of it. So if I can compare the two, the experience from a, a fan standpoint, Cleveland gets the nod. But in terms of overall you know, um, you know, longevity on your career, definitely the Colts, man. And I, and I love both experiences because I had a chance to play my first. I know I'm running on, but it was my first no, no, chance no. To, yeah, to, to to play in the postseason. Uh, you know, we
1: get to the AFC championship game. I intercept Tom Brady, which is the GOAT. So my So that so so that I want to talk about that, man. I, seriously, I want because. That was a big deal, that, and you were a part of that whole that whole thing that that went down.
4: Yeah, no, it was it, it was crazy how it happened. I mean, they won the game, fans square. Listen, I, you know, when I intercepted that ball, I did not think in a million years it would it would just evolve into this deflate gate scandal. That what
1: what was going on with Brady deflating balls and this that and the other. I had no idea. So, did you? What, what did you? Did it feel? Because I always make you know, I, I always try to bash bash Tom Brady or bash the Patriots oh, whenever me, I can. I, I, Cause I, I, it's it. fun, it's fun for me. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, it's just fun for me. I love it. But what did you could you feel a difference in the ball as soon as you touch it or try to throw it back to the refs? Or what, what happened? No,
4: the only thing I remember is the play, how it happened. I knew in the red zone, Grunt was a big target. He goes in motion. We had a cover set up to where if he's in my zone, I have the man turn with him, he runs the seam route. And I knew, Tom Brady being the GOAT, if my back is turned to Grunt, that ball is coming. This is what's going through my head. I'm running with Grunt, my back is turned to the, you know, Tom Brady, he throws the ball, I turn around and I catch it. I catch it, I realize I intercepted, I'm on cloud nine. I hand it to the equipment guys, they write my, my, my initials DQ52 on it. That was it, right, so.
0: I'm, I'm,
4: What I had done, I set up a driver because we played a late – obviously, you know, AFC, AFC championship game is late. So I set up a driver once we got back to Indy because it was going to be late. If we won, it was going to be a party on the plane, whatever, whatever. I was trying to do the smart thing. So the driver picks me up. I use them all year. So I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed and, you know, we lost and just sad or whatever. And the guy mentioned, he was like, hey, uh, did you know? I'm like, w- w- what are what you talking about? He's like, did you know? I was like, "What are you talking about?" Turns on the radio. I hear all the spiel about, you know, the ball was under deflated, This, that. And I had no idea, bro. So this was above my pay grade. So the Colts let me be the scapegoat for all this talk about I was the one to to say the ball was underinflated. You know as well as I do. I'm a linebacker. I don't touch the football like that. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to put that ball. If you can see this fire pit over here, I wanted to put that ball on my mantle over here. Say I intercepted Tom Brady, but it just the story just kept running and running and running. And the one thing that I talked to Chuck about after the fact, I was like, "Listen, y'all put me. Y'all let me. You know, y'all didn't, y'all didn't take take t- like t- t- take the fall. Y'all, yeah, they, y'all they let, they let, let me take, take the fall for this. One last thing I say about that. So one of my agents, younger guys around our age, he got married um, in Boston. After that, I was the only client that was invited to the wedding. He didn't tell anyone of my name. I'm there kind of, you know, incognito. Uh, the, the, the wife's, um, his wife's uncles or whatever starts drinking. We start talking. They were like, you look familiar. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't, you know, I'm making up stuff. He was like, no, 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 no. Did you play for the, the Colts? You, they figured out who I was, dude. Do you know I had to leave because they were they were threatening to jump me at the wedding, bro. No I had way, to leave. No way. Oh, bro, it was it was no joke. I couldn't go back to Boston, bro. I could not go anywhere in Boston, and and that wedding, bro, it 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 became a it became a situation. I had to leave. I had to leave, bro. Yeah, no,
1: it's I, I feel you. But you, you know what's crazy with that? It's because of the story, the way it was. And I never, I, I thought about hitting you up and asking you about it. But I'm like, at the same time, you know, I, did, I wasn't in the media. You know, I wasn't trying to yeah, find out the in, inside, inside <laughs> scoop. So it was more like, I mean, I know everybody hitting them up, and it was, it was. I, I want to hit you up as a joke, like, <laughs> yo, Tom Brady's balls always, infl- always <laughs> inflated, right? Like, I want, I was like, yo, how's Tom Brady's balls? I like, soft? <laughs> you, know, I wanted to like play around. But I always thought that you were the one like, that took it to them and said, hey, this ball is inflated. Mm-mm.
4: No. So I, I learned through the years or what have you, talking to you know equipment guys here and there. Apparently, and I had no idea before this story broke. Apparently, when it's cold, it's better to, for the receivers to catch a ball. If the ball is so inflated, it feels like a brick. But when you deflate it a bit, you can actually squeeze it and puncture it so you can grip it and throw it better and all that. Like I had no idea. And they let the coach let me kind of just hang out there on my own. They knew I could deal with it. When I got to the pro bowl, that's the only thing anyone wanted to talk about. Hey, listen, I was, I was, I had some clout for about a couple months there and I enjoyed it. I play, I had fun with it. You know, I had fun with it. No, no doubt about it. But one thing I've been trying to get, get to is that football. I have not received that football. They they collected it for the investigation. It's got my name and number on it, and you know that ball is is in the sphere somewhere, man.
1: Man, that's that's just kind of crazy to me, man. Because um, for one, you know, and I always and I always say that too. Out and that's why I played against the best, and I, I had my best games against Tom Brady, against Peyton Manning, all these guys, because you want that memory of hey, I did this to the best. So right. I'm surprised that after all, have you tried to reach out to anybody and get the football yeah. or? Yeah, I, I had
4: when it when it um, probably the next year after I mean, I had my agents on it. I was looking at attorneys here in D.C. That I was using every resource I could possibly use to try to find this ball. And what was given to me was the NFL has it. It was an investigation. That was it. No one said anything to me about how I can retrieve the ball, but I tell you this if that ball ever comes up, it's in permanent marker DQ52 on it. So that's, that's how you can verify it. Because I, I guarantee you, when Tom Brady goes in retirement, that ball is going to resurface. Somebody's going to try to sell it and make a ton of money off of it.
1: We'll see. Now, to be honest, man, I, I, you know, I think it's something you should maybe reach out to Roger Goodell or somebody to get that ball. Cause I, I, the investigation over, they already made a decision and everything's right. already happening. It's right. old. So, and you know, they got it in evidence of yeah, uh, five, yeah. six, you know, it's it's somewhere in evidence. So why, why not, you know, give it back to you? That's kind of crazy to me. I, 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 You see the footballs I have back
4: here. So I could, all my interception turnover balls, I collected them over my 11 years. So, you know, I got a two-year-old son now. When he comes in the, you know, the weight room, I got my ball scattered around. He gets to play with him. And one day we'll be able to have that conversation. I want to be able to tell him, your dad was pretty good. He actually intercepted one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played the game. So, you know, we'll see. That, we'll and, see. And,
1: that's, and, and he always going to look at you like dad, right? So he's not looking at, you know, like the Quail Jackson, one of the best. Like, you know, he, he, you're always going to be dad to him. Right. And then by the time that he gets old enough to start playing ball, he's going to be looking back. And like they gonna have some new streaming service, something else, and they gonna <laughs> right, look, they gonna look at us like we're old, like we look at VHS, right, <laughs> like, right, like how right. we look at VHS now. They are gonna be looking right. at us.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's crazy how times are are passing us by, man. The things that we enjoyed growing up, you know, as a as an afterthought. You know, my wife got on me uh some months ago when I decided to buy uh, a DVD player because you know we got all the, you know, during the pandemic we got all this time. I got all these boxes around here, so I'm going through boxes. I'm finding you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, DVDs, the Dave Chappelle skits we used to watch in college. We won't right. talk about that, but like all the little, you know, little DVDs and all that. I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and buy, you know, a DVD player. She thought I was crazy. Then two days later, we lose power. Guess what we're doing? Watching that, that damn DVD, DVD player. player, you know what I mean? So you know. I,
1: I always, I always keep a DVD player because every time I move to a new spot and the cable and everything that I set up yet, that's the only thing I yeah, go right back to. Yeah, I got I, I got my Martin's. I, I got my Martin's DVD. So if if the, if the cable takes a couple days to get cut on, I
4: always for a day or two, I'm always good watching Martin. They're old school, man. You're old, school. you understand what you know. Not you know everything is is internet based, and you know that which is well and good. We all we all subscribe to that, but sometimes you just need some. That you know that's going to be consistently at
1: work. <laughs> yeah, I you, you know it's, it was talking about your talking about your son, man. But I was I always tell people that the two smartest players that I played with is you and Steven so I played with Stephen Cooper out there in San Diego. He I you know it, smart. Bro. Have I'm you Cooper, have yeah. you? Because you, you had to correct me. All oh, I had to listen out there because you know I wasn't listening enough. <laughs> you, you know, you get me. If y'all to get me right. I was going to go make a play. Right, right. but. Have you have you have you thought about getting into coaching or or doing something back in that in that field?
4: Oh yeah, it, it's what I know. It's my comfort zone, man. And, and I'm a I'm a giver, I'm a helper. You know, it's funny. You know, I've tried to reach out to IMG Academy today. And it's a place that when I had my two pet tears, it was a place that basically I was at my lowest of low, and they built me back up, man. And, and if I can help another individual, I have thought about getting into coaching. Um, whether it be mentorship or something in that, in that regard, the, the problem is I like my time. I like my flexibility and that's the, that's the, that's the sacrifice you got to make at the pro level and at the collegiate level. If you decide to go that route, you got to move your family, you know, you got to be fully committed. So I'm trying to finesse that little scratch of mine, but also have my flexibility. So it's definitely not off the table by any means
1: yeah I, I always thought man that you at some point in time was gonna make a great coach and i'm sure i was surprised that locks and caught because you know you're back at the crib yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. was like hey man I, you know i need you up here because i know what you'll be able to do for the rest of the players
4: right so locks and i we, we listen we talk all the time man and and i told him i was blunt i was straightforward i was like listen i don't want to travel <laughs> you know so i i want to you know uh have a space where let me come up. Like this year, if it wasn't a pandemic, oh, you would have saw a lot of myself at University of Maryland. It's 15 minutes from here. You know what I mean? So uh, I wasn't asking for him to hire me to do that. I was like, give me an opportunity to be around a program. Let me show my worth. Let me show how I can help guys, show guys how to, how to watch film, how to be a pro and, and have fun. You know what I mean? And I think I can finesse, you know, being in this in this game, you meet a lot of different characters, and you figure out how to be a a, a problem solver and, and and all these good things. So I think that's a real asset of mine, and I can help young young men, especially because you and I, if we had that mentorship, that someone that we respected, that was uh, fresh out of the game, oh, I would have listened to everything they had to say, and it would only it only benefits the program. So. It's definitely not off the table. Lox is, is doing a, a heck of a job, you know, trying to recruit and build his program back.
1: Dude, up. I, I I would tell people all the time now, and, and we talk about it. If, I think that people are starting to see it more because he's a head coach. There is his recruiting power. Oh, I, I, I'll argue with anybody in the country. Like Ooh. Lox, to me, Mike Loxley is the is the best the recruiter,
4: best recruiter in the, co- in the, the country. country, in the country. Yeah. Listen, when when I was, he was the first. Person to 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 offer me a scholarship. When he offered me a scholarship, uh, it was like a domino effect. Everybody yep. else come, came along, and the difference. I tell everyone the difference between Locke's and every other recruiter that was dealing with me. Locke is a good judgment. He's a good reader of people, right? And yep. he read that I w- I needed some attachment. You know, I needed to know if I go if I leave my nest egg where I've never been on a plane before. I need to be comfortable with at least one person that I've been talking to throughout yep. this recruiting process. And even when he left, you remember the first year we got there, he left and went to Florida the year after. Yep. I was ready to transfer and follow him. He talked me, me out of it. He talked me, me like, you know what, you made a decision, stick with your decision. It'll all work
1: out. You're a heck of a player. And we've always been close ever since.
4: Not everyone's doing that, man.
1: Yep, 100%. I was the same one because I was I was behind my freshman year and my mm-hmm. sophomore year behind uh, Jamal Cochran. Jamal Cochran, yep. And I was like, nothing against Jamal. It's a perfect position for him. And that Leo position, you 5'10", 5'11", 260 pounds, and cock strong, yeah. I said, that's the perfect they position. They weren't for you. ready for lights out, Merriman, man. You were, <laughs> play.
4: you were a playmaker. You were not going to yeah. play and be stagnant. You told everybody you was going to be a top – 10 top 15
1: pick of the draft and this shit came true <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what i look i look back That's at that shit, man. i'm like man what what the hell was my problem I, 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 I don't know what i was on dog <laughs> no, I, to be but, honest I, I was like man i don't even I, I don't at the time because it's it's one thing to have confidence in yourself but i i because I, I really did think that yeah in my head yeah i i felt that way but I look back on it like, who, who the hell actually comes out their mouth to say it, though? You might bro. think it, Yo, but nobody I'm, say
4: it. I'll get chills thinking about it because I remember my first week or two of camp, I called my uncle. I'm like, Unk. you know, he, he was so big excited. He's like, Hey, man, how you doing? You killing shit. You doing it? Da, 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 da. I'm like, nah, I can't get off a block. This shit is hard, man. And yeah. somehow, bruh, for you to say what you did and have a bullseye on your chest and then stand up to it and then have instant respect and be a top what, – what What'd you go in the draft, 12? 12, 12, 12 yeah. yeah. 12 in the draft? And then your first two years you were behind a cock diesel strong, you know, Jamal cock like that. Yeah. that you could write a book about that, bro. I'm yeah, telling you, crazy. you could write a book about it because that shit doesn't happen unless you, 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 you're strong up here, bro. Yeah, like I don't listen. I don't know if I've ever
1: told you, but that takes a strong individual to do that. Appreciate it, A lot man. of people would have just shut it down. Well, mm-hmm. no, I, I appreciate it, man. But I, I, yeah, I tell people that was that was some good times. You know, it's funny we all we all got kids now and everybody's older. But you know, anytime like we you all know, came back to the uh, to the crib and I see you, we went out and we still talked to old big head <laughs> oh, yeah. Will Kershaw, the oh, yeah, L yeah. linebacker we also played with, and uh, everything good, man. I, I got to get out there uh, when this whole pandemic. Uh, slow down, get out there and see y'all, man. And, and then, uh, we, we, you know, we should do at some point, maybe, you know, talk to locks that maybe don't off season or mm-hmm. have a summer camp up there. We just working with guys, man, for like a whole yeah. week or a few days or however yeah. long. So I'm, yeah. I'm completely down with that. Yeah, that would
4: be cool. And if you come back in town, bro, I got enough space here at the house. You can stay at the crib, man. Like I said, I'm 15, 20 minutes away from the university. You don't you ain't got to buy no hotel, man. You can stay at the crib, man. You can stay down in the, in the basement. I got the pool table over here. I got the drinks over here. I got the gym. I know you like the gym. I got the gym over here. So
1: you good to go, bro. I got everything yeah. you need, man. Dog, my dude, my dude. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, all love over here, dude. And I can't yeah. wait to see the fam. Absolutely. Hit me up when you're in town, brother. I will, man. I will. Appreciate you. Got it. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another Podcast, another lights out podcast with me, Sean Merriman, and that was cool, man. We we probably honestly, and I'm not joking, we probably could have talked another hour. Uh, some great stories, some of them we kept off the air. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll come back on to, to really get into it. Uh, but it, it was just cool to, to hear for the first time about the whole deflate um, gate with uh, with the Patriots. You know, he was the one that caught the interception. It was the ball that uh that he caught the interception interception if they found out that that was the exact ball that was deflated and also get my man to jackson back his uh the foot the football the investigation's over the nfl you guys done everything you needed to do uh he got he got his kid one day he want to show his son that he caught an interception from uh from tom brady so well, let's try to get to Jackson his ball but anyway thanks guys again that was fun man it was it was good talking um You know, to an old teammate, but more importantly, a a friend uh, that we're still talking close to the day and talking about our times at the University of Maryland. So, don't forget to uh, subscribe. You guys have been leaving some great reviews. I think we just went over, uh, you know, a few hundred thousand downloads. All thanks to you guys, man. So, I really appreciate that. We'll keep it going. We'll come back next week. Keep dropping some bombs on you guys. So, uh, thanks for your support and uh, keep leaving those reviews and make sure you download us.